0: Hi all welcome to the very first episode of Aspiring Walk, Season 1, Episode 1. Our very first guest is someone who has an adventurous outlook on life, believes that one needs to always get out of one's comfort zone in order to explore newer opportunities and gain life's experiences. An engineer by profession, started his entrepreneurial journey uh, three years back. Very recently, uh, he decided to pursue his aspirations full-time. Please welcome uh, founder of Gradix, Mr. Rohit.
1: Hi, Ravi. Thanks for the introduction and thanks for having me in your show.
0: Firstly, uh, please share with us, uh, when you started your professional career, was it something you always wanted to do? or there was something missing which you feel had you known before uh, maybe you could have connected better uh, with your professional job Um,
1: if you say one thing that i wished i knew before uh, i think it's the mentor and a trainee relationship Uh, when Mm -hmm. we were growing up we didn't have anyone to look up to who were right around us there was the YouTube and a bit of internet came in during my college days, which was early 2000. But I think the, uh, a mentor or someone who you can uh, rely on, you know, clear your questions and doubts. And that's that circle is really key. And have, I've traveled 15 countries and I've figured out that the, the developed countries have a really strong network and they learn from each other and they evolve really quickly because of that reason.
0: Interesting that you uh, mentioned about mentorship at uh, school and college level, but the general perception is mentorship is more uh, relevant uh, at a career level or transition to a different career role.
1: Yes, someone who's done it before or been through a path uh, of struggle and they can guide you on the pitfalls that you may not have to repeat. Uh, the the same path and just like overcome the hurdles because of his experience. And yeah, you do the same for someone else in the future. I think in college and school days, it was more about having good teachers who are driven and passionate in teaching. And I think one of the biggest challenges I had was having teachers uh, who may not, per se, may not really be driven to teach. It was just another job for them. And I think teaching is one of those professions where you really need to be passionate, uh, where students are driven to learn from you. Otherwise, I I would just be mostly zoned out in the class. So I have no idea what has
0: happened. Yes, that was uh, very insightful, what you shared, Rohit, about mentorship. But mentorship alone wouldn't decide the future course of action and we realize that we need to do all the work and only when we face challenges and the resulting failures can we make some sort of a progress. So in your case, what do you consider has been the biggest failure so far and what did you uh, learn from that?
1: Mm, When you talk about failures, I think I've had many failures uh in professional life uh job wise i have always learned because of one of the things that you mentioned that i could find people who could guide me along the way and you know slowly find my path uh but i think in the startup world i am kind of going through the struggles of having inexperience in building something so i've spent the last three years, overcoming all the challenges that I have faced in the past. I think that's one of the biggest failures. But failure is only when you accept it as a failure. If you keep working on it, uh, it's probably not, not a failure. So yeah, it's still a work in progress.
0: Interesting thoughts, Royth, uh, on your views about failure. And just to add on to this point, is there anything specifically uh, uh, personal aspect uh, that you uh, would like to share uh, with regard to the failure
1: I think w- one of the things that I could also say is uh, uh, I, I've i always had problems uh, in working in a certain work culture where there's a lot of micromanagement uh, that may have pushed me back in a certain certain amount of growth or the path that I wanted to take. But right. I was also not a very good uh, employee per se. The work is always delivered, but I would do it my way. And I think that changed really well when I moved to Sydney where everyone's like that. Right. And it just made, made, made it a really seamless integration into uh, life here for me. Uh, yeah, look, the, uh, the, the way I look at life is like failure is a stepping stone. uh future so yeah look I I can look back lots of failures but just I simply don't see them as failures there's every day there's a struggle so I keep moving forward
0: yeah thanks Rohit that's a very balanced and matured way of looking at uh, failure another aspect uh, that is projected these days is with regard to the employability skill set amongst the youth when you shared about work culture uh, was there any aspect that you were uh, sharing on the employability concern?
1: Uh, the, the the experience that I told was more about people, uh, people and people management and relationships at work, uh, micromanagement and how innovative the teams are, how diverse the teams are around those lines. But the employability f- matter that you mentioned, it, that comes in, uh, just way before my job started during my uh, graduation days. Okay. I think, so. yeah, so that's another point I could probably talk about. But yeah, the main point I, I was focusing on how uh, everyone here understands if you work differently. Uh, as long as you get the outcome, it doesn't matter how you, how you deliver it. And it's almost like a natural way of life. But in mm-hmm. India, it's more like if you don't follow a certain step The same way it was guided by a manager or someone of a higher authority, then you're doing something wrong. And that kind of inhibits innovation um, in in a country like India. China has, um, I think the last year, 2019 or 20, I looked up a number. They have applied for 1.5 million patents. America has applied for about 700,000 patents Mm -hmm. and India has applied for 40,000. I think that's a really good indication of innovation in a country which is one of the fastest growing in the world. But there's, the innovation is gone nowhere. Uh, I think that that's one of the key things that I've observed.
0: Interesting, Rohit. I'm just trying to absorb the information that you shared because the statistics are baffling uh, with respect to uh, the educational system and the expectations of corporate world. Coming back to the mentorship, uh, Rohit, uh, if a youngster were to uh, approach you uh, for guidance uh, who is just uh, beginning his or her career, uh, what would you like to uh, share with them um, as far as the professional life or the professional uh, job is concerned?
1: Yeah, Look, the the first thing that I would tell is find a way to uh, do an internship if you don't already have a job mm-hmm. uh, start if you're not graduated yet and start working with people like it's really important to know what is going on in the industry especially in a curriculum system where the, the, this everything's lagging behind by f- 10 years or more uh, that means by the time you graduate you could be completely outdated so it's it's important to do a run let's say by the time you're in your third year or fourth year to see what is happening in the industry. And maybe there is, there's is an exceptional amount of additional work that is required for you to come in sync with the real world. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks that I had. I felt like all the dreams I had, all the products I built, I'm, I'm a hobby electronic uh, circuit designer. I've okay. built quite a few products, uh, early in the days and it was mostly around automation and you know automatic water level controller, automatic light controller, uh, automatic gate controller, things like this which I thought was extremely innovative Uh, and then you like I'm a fully grown adult, I moved to Sydney when I was 28 and I (laughs) it's almost like these guys have had this for over 30 years, that is more than my entire life. So my dreams were constrained to the information that I had at that point. I think that is one, that that probably set me back by many years, just because of the shock that how could I be being an engineering graduate with five or six years of experience working in IT, not be aware that another country is running at a completely different pace than Uh, than what I'm aware of. Uh, So your your dreams are always constrained by the information that you have, unfortunately.
0: Thanks, Rohit. Uh, Very valid points uh, for someone who is uh, starting their career uh, as to how they should stay relevant uh, in today's ever-changing world. Talking about advisors and influencers, are there any influencers or role models uh, that you look up to
1: yeah, look, yeah, very good point. I think I've had some some people who influenced me a lot around the values yeah, uh, because of what I read about them, what I watched about them. This is purely uh, during my graduation or after, but before that, it was mostly the people around me. I would always um, find a person who I kind of, let's say if someone... Is really good at sport. I would just look at him on what he does well, connect with him, try to emulate him in a way, uh, and then at some point you'll either get better at it or you just overcome that you now barrier of influence and you move on. But yeah, like people like Warren Buffett and uh, like a lot of investments that I wanted to try out in technology. There are lots of other companies like HP gave me such a good um, uh, foundation for. Uh, what a culture and what it takes for a company to survive and why people are more connected in that company things may have changed now but back in the day I'm talking about uh, yeah things like that I always have people who have inspired me like right now Elon Musk kind of connects with uh, a lot of the things that I usually have questions about because everyone Mm -hmm. talked about smart work and I don't think I know what smart work is so I was looking for a person who's like is there anyone who can work all day long uh, and then I, I again the same way I started reading books looking for someone who I could connect with because I don't think I'm, I'm a very smart worker and then Elon Musk exactly the same thing he said look I'm just a hard worker there's yeah there's the, if I can do two times more work than everybody else then I'm actually getting twice twice done than anybody else including your competitors uh things like that that has really helped me kind of you know pave my own path in a way uh, every time i'm, I'm at a, a crossroad i don't know if i answered your question yeah, i think uh, but then yeah yeah,
0: yeah definitely rohit uh, thanks for answering the question indeed elon musk uh, is one of those pioneers uh, who is uh, changing the uh, scene in most of the industries, uh, be it aerospace or electric vehicles, uh, solar industry, and so on, inspiring uh, millions uh, to, uh, to come out of the comfort zone. Uh, are there any resources that you have relied on that has helped you excel at your mm-hmm. work and in your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, if you could share a few points on that.
1: I think interesting question that you asked that the the most important thing that I see in today's work is how quickly can you learn? Mm -hmm. How quickly can you read new information, understand it and start implementing it? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things for me as a big advantage was... uh, I had no preconceived notion of what a good work was. So I could simply read anything I wanted and I just started uh, implementing it. I met also a lot of good people along the way and I could see they could do five or 10 times more work than I could do. Uh, This is when I'm just like under one or two year experience. And yes, it's really important to see those people and you start emulating them. Uh, and then yeah they, they teach you and you, you also become kind of like a really quick reader you know you start to figure out what to look for in a document it could be 500 pages long but you know what's important for you, how to search uh, these these could be very basic things yeah. but having an idea of uh, finding an answer to a question which you may not know the answer for at, at a pace uh, which kind of overcomes the the requirement to memorize or remember that information is probably the biggest tip that I could give away for anyone who is younger or just starting off.
0: I think you summed up brilliantly, Rohit, from your experience, what is it that is needed uh, to stay relevant uh, in today's uh, competitive world. With that, uh, we have come to the last segment of this podcast, uh, for our listeners, if I were to sum up uh, uh, key takeaways uh, from our conversation with you, Rohit, I would like to highlight uh, three points. Uh, first one, uh, the tendency of uh, Indian youth not to ask enough questions uh, right from schools and colleges uh, is something that uh, we need to overcome and change the mindset that unless we ask questions, uh, we can't get the most out of uh, the educational system in general Secondly, the adaptability factor in today's world, unless and until we embrace change and be relevant by uh, being open to uh, learning new things is what will give us an edge. And third one and the most important takeaway is uh, the networking skill that one needs to have in today's uh, highly interconnected world. Um, Networking uh, will give us an edge uh, to deal with uh, the changes of uh, the be the job market or uh, staying relevant in the industry. Uh, With this, Rohit, uh, we extend our uh, thanks to you for sparing time with us uh, and sharing your insights. uh, That that was very um, um, inspiring and at the same time informative and our uh, best wishes on your entrepreneurial journey uh, with Gradix